this Premier League match, the 12 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And brought to you by Game Time. Game Time has last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle, Fontaine in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, the 7th, 8th, 9th of November. Any idea, Baz? 8th. I think it's the 8th. We think it's the 8th. Possibly. Possibly the 8th of November, everybody. And we are here to have a look at Premier League match day 12, which takes place on Saturday and Sunday. Even split five games Saturday, five games Sunday. You have just heard his dulcet tones, hopefully recovering. Um, no one had any sympathy for you, Baz. I've received several messages saying you were absolutely no business in this modern climate uh, to be complaining because you're a little bit under the weather after your all-inclusive holiday in Egypt. Um, are you feeling better, sir? No, I'm feeling worse. I'm dying, Malcolm. Um Absolutely terrible. Um, my ears are ringing. My nose hurts. My throat hurts. It feels like I'm swallowing razor blades. Headache. Everything hurts. Um, my head is fucked. So I'm, okay. I'm a mess. So I'm not feeling good. Feeling a bit sorry for myself, if I'm honest. Uh, but here I am, dedicated to the cause. Just grinding <laughs> away. You know what I mean? Well, I must say, Barry, I mean, we're not really the epitome of sort of masculinity, really, because I'm not very well as well, Baz, but only because, you know, I, firstly, I can't do two things in one day. It's impossible. If I've got one thing planned, I have turned down all other things. I can't do two things. Even if the one thing's late at night, I can't do a second thing. It's just physically impossible. But I worked quite hard at the weekend, for me, a little bit late, and it's absolute. I feel like I've been run over by a truck, Baz, because I did three days' work. And I understand how pathetic that sounds. I've been telling other people, oh, you know, I'm a bit under the weather. I did I was I was up I was up late the other night. It's not a reason to be ill, but I think my brain now affects my body so much that the minute I do anything, I just have to hit like I've hit rock bottom. So I'm the same as you, Barry. So between us, we're a right pair of fannies, it turns out. Um another news, Barry, Marcus Rashford has just been sent off. Um yeah, I don't know what forms. I've never seen him tackle anyone. In my life, serious foul play, it says. Uh, we're going to catch up on the... We've got some live Champions League action. I hope I haven't spoiled that for Serial, um, because C- Serial is in the chat, and we do quite like spoiling his live watching of things. Uh, Captain Insano is here. If anyone else is in the chat, there are people lurking around. Um, Say hello, Captain. We'll promise not to uh, troll you tonight. We'll leave you alone uh, this evening. But yeah, uh, Man United are 2-0 up in Copenhagen. Um Last couple of nights, Baz, my Champions League picks, I only picked four. I think I went two and two. Bang average, very meh. Um, Sociedad won tonight easily, which was a nice pick. Um, what else did we pick? Oh, Napoli Berlin on the handicap was unlucky because Napoli were battering them, Baz. And Napoli had a spell of pressure where they had about five clear chances in three minutes. And then, as the ball was on the penalty spot, their defender humped it clear, and the man went one on one and scored, and Berlin equalised. Um, so that one looked good. Half time, Malcolm. There was a goal disallowed for a push in the back. Since when is a push in the back being a foul, Malcolm? Mate, it's never been a foul, has it? Never. Since last never. Saturday, 
Since last Saturday at about 20 past seven, um, it has never been a foul for a push in the back. Yeah, it was exactly the same. You know, it made me laugh because it was the still shot of the defender with both hands at his back from the striker. And you might it might as well have been Joe Linton and Gabriel. Um, but it wasn't. Porto beat Antwerp on the handicap, um, which was fine. That was good. And then PSG, I thought we were unlucky, but all the stats, um, XG, etc., tells you PSG were in the ascendancy. However, the amount of goals scored tells you that it finished 2-1 uh, to AC Milan. So that was that. Uh, and Copenhagen get a goal back. So we might have some shenanigans in the second half of the show. It's right on half-time, but it's now Copenhagen 1, Man United 2, with that dirty get yeah. Martin Bradford. It's right on half-time, Malcolm. There's uh, 13 minutes of added time in the first half. Oh, yeah, there was... The bloke on telly, Tom Cleverly, reckoned it was a medical emergency in the crowd. But I got a notification off Talk Sports saying there was some Palestinian supporting invader was running around the pitch with a flag and stuff. So maybe that both of those things happened. All right, OK. So, yeah, absolutely game on. Um, Wig Radar, that's a new name on me, Baz, is in the chat, um, had Ra- Rashford and Rasmus Hoyland to score. Uh, Rasmus had already notched two goals. But unfortunately, we're greater. Uh, Rashford's done you in. But yeah, thanks for joining us and thanks for saying hello. Um, so yeah, Champions League up and down. Premier League on Monday night, Baz. We did the show, didn't we? Um, Monday lunchtime before... What a fucking stupid game of football that was. Tottenham against Chelsea. Anything... Uh, I mean, you picked Chelsea. I picked Tottenham. I feel like I was right because Tottenham were battering them. But then you were actually right because somehow Chelsea won 4 1. But um, Serial's just talking about VAR in the chat there. And the thing about VAR was there was just so much of it, Barry. I just had enough. Like, I just, I was working, you were texting me stuff, and it sounded like you were joking because I was getting a notification off you every 10 seconds saying, disallowed goal, possible red card, should have been a red card, disallowed goal, actual goal, red card, penalty, penalty, red card, disallowed goal. Goal, 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 disallowed goal, red card. And this was all by like 20 past eight. I'm like, I don't think Barry's had a stroke. And then he phoned you all that. So I'm going to go and check on Barry. I think something might have happened to him. Like, um, yeah, I mean, what's all that about? It was an entertaining game. It was a neutral. Um, it was. I actually, my, my pick for the game, Malcolm, was the draw, um, which was frustrating. Oh, what is? I handicapped oh. it right. I did say I felt like Spurs were. They'd rode that look a bit. I felt like it was something where Chelsea would get something, but I, I wasn't bold enough and I bottled it and I went for the draw. Um, but I did feel like, I did say in my handicap, I thought Spurs had rode that look a bit. I thought there was some regression coming um, and I thought Chelsea would get something out of the game. So I got a bit of it right, but not not landing on the right pick. But um, I mean, there was a lot of VAR, but at the end of it all, I don't think there would have been too many complaints from anyone. Um I know there was a lot made because Ange Postacoglu afterwards came out and made a big thing about, oh, we can't complain at referees, you know, we've got to support them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was obviously in reaction to Arteta's outburst at the weekend. But to be fair, Ange Postacoglu had absolutely no grounds for complaint in any of it. No. Because uh, both Udogi and Romero could have been sent off earlier. And the fact that they both had massive let-offs in that first half to then <laughs> go then and had go at it. do it again was just madness. Um, I put it in the Discord. It was it was half time. I was looking at, and you could tell there was going to be more drama, more cards. And I went down just after half time. I looked at um, players to be sent off, and your doggy was sitting there at twenty to one. He'd already had a let off. He'd already he was on a yellow where he could have got a red. And you're thinking it's one of them where you know the referees look at these at half time, and he might have been looking at that half time thinking I've let him off there. Uh, and you knew the next tackle from your doggy was going to be a yellow card. Um, I put it in the Discord, I put it on, £10, 20 to 1, bang, 30 seconds later, no sooner had I typed it in the Discord that I was on it in play, he went in, made a stupid challenge and he was gone. Um, so that was an absolute blinder for me, 20 to 1, when he was already on a yellow card in a game where Spurs had already lost their heads, um, was an absolute beauty. But as I say, I think Spurs just lost it. They, they went 1-0 up, scored a brilliant goal, to go 2-0 up, that was yeah. ruled out for offside. And at that point, they looked like they were going to cruise it. And I don't know what happened, because they just totally went daft. 
I don't know why your doggy went in two-footed when he did. Why Romero's just swinging legs at people for no reason. Um, they had it all under control, and then they just just give it over, just handed it over to Chelsea. It was madness. They totally lost it. Um, but as I say, I did enjoy the game. Chelsea still made hard work of it to, to yeah. get there in the end. Um, and, you know, against nine men, you're obviously going to make a count eventually. Uh, but uh, it was an entertaining game. From from a neutral perspective, and that in play red card for you, doggy, was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, it was a total madness. Um, Romero is as mad as a tree of tits, isn't he? Um, yeah, that's what four red cards in however many games, hundred and eighty games or something, or was it eighty games? Four red cards and not that many games for Romero. And after that let off, you just wind your neck in a little bit, wouldn't you? Yeah, so, right. I'll just chat. Someone's got to. And then, as much as we quite enjoyed Postecoglou. That was fucking mad. I tell you what, lads, we'll string everyone along the halfway line. <laughs> bonkers. Allow them to score. Eh? It was. It never, he's getting quite a lot of credit for that. Well, I'm not sure he deserves it, like because if he strung everyone across the 18 yard box, or it's not big or clever, but he might have got a point because Chelsea couldn't find their arse with both hands. Like um, they were making I mean, a right strong and dance of breaking them down, and that's what you've got to do. As well, haven't you? You've got Sterling who's got pace in behind. Um, and that was the ball every time we into Sterling or Jackson just through, and it was just a foot race. And Vicario was therefore having to play 25 yards out from yeah. goal as a sweeper to come and clear up everything that went into all that space behind. And to be fair, Vicario had a great game despite conceding four goals. Um, he kept them in it a number of times. He had a really good, he's looking a good keeper, Vicario. Um, but yeah, he was he was having to play as a sweeper to make up for the fact that Chelsea just had acres of space in behind to. Playing to it was madness. Like they, they might have held on if they yeah. played a different way. It was a bit bizarre. Yeah, it really was. Um, I've got me uh, my second to be two little t- tales that I wanted to tell you, Baz. After firstly, the um, the Champions League singing reaction has been very good. Um, I don't know if it's been well good. It's been there's been reaction. Let's put it that way, Barry. Anyway, uh, some people found it funny. I think some people. Uh, about an aneurysm, etc. But somewhere along the scale, Dave Iran messaged me earlier on, uh, said he made coffee come out of his nose this morning. Um, so yeah, that was good. But I've had a second tale, and I don't think I'm, um, this happened last Wednesday, Barry. Um, so as you know, the IT department plays a lot of netball, Baz. Plays a lot of netball. Horses having an affair, we've said. Think it's netball anyway. Um, when she comes back in, me and Bob never, we always get in trouble for it not asking her what the score was because we don't give a fuck really we're not that bothered so it was last week when we were watching Newcastle like the former Man United the car pulls on the drive and Bob says don't forget to ask what the score was I said well played Bob you're the man so in she comes we ask her what the score was and she said and so there must be like it's like an unwritten rule a bit like kids football Barry a bit like for the American listeners in baseball you don't run the score up do you if you're clearly the better team you put a lid on it a little bit, you know. There's no point in humping them completely. Not recreational Wednesday night women's netball. Um, she said, oh, no, we won quite comfortably, she said. But if I'd realised how far ahead we were, I might have changed the um, team round a little bit. So I would have put the goalkeeper up front. I would have swapped the attack and defence, blah, blah, blah. Um, I said, oh, well, what was the score? So, Barry, here's the question for you. What do you think the score would have to be for you not to realise that you're that far in front that you could change the um, that you could change the team around or ease off a little bit. I mean, what's a reasonable kind of score for you? I'll be honest, Matt. I don't even know what the scoring is in netball. Is it just a point? Yeah, one, you're getting it in. That's it. Just a point. There's no three point. There's two point. One that's goal. It. Call the goal. I don't know why it's not a goal. Talk, talk, talking of goals, Malcolm, there has been one. <laughs> Uh, well, the Copenhagen penalty, Diego Gonzalez, uh, FC Copenhagen 2, Manchester United. And so does on both teams to score. My pick for this game, and, and to be fair, it's keeping in trend with all of my picks for the last week. I uh, had under two and a half goals, Malcolm. Um, so that went well. Where are we? Not even half time, four goals. Um, I think Serial's had a guess that the, this chatting's allowed allowed the uh, listeners to get involved in the guess in the netball score. Serial went by 7-0. Uh, yeah, I reckon... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I reckon... They weren't keeping track. I think we've got to... Surely you get to... 
double figures, you start to calm down a bit. So I say, right, so okay, so what was the score? She says, 45-1. At that point, Baz, have you not realised it's 45-1? They've had one go in, you've had 45 go in at that end. And she, like, I I wasn't sure how close it was. 45-1. Fucking hell, get a grip. Uh, Absolutely incredible. So, yeah, that made me laugh a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, So there you go. Um, Captain Seno's asking, what is netball? In play, so, what, what what price do you think Copenhagen are in play? It's now 2 2 and Man United down to 10 men. Copenhagen at home 21 to 20, 6 to 5, plus 120. I'm not sure. You say I should be a boogie. It's not a bad price. Um, netball, Captain Tino, and I've said this quite a long time. If it's like a sport for people who don't like sport, what the t- people someone sat down and said, Right, make a list of all the best things about sport which are like pace, power, the ability to score a goal, like uh, skill. And they made this list and then they said, right, you're not allowed to do any of those things. We're going to, this is a sport, but you can't do anything. You can't, you're not, so you're not allowed to move with, it's like basketball, except you're not allowed to move with the ball. You're not allowed to score. There's only a couple of people designated allowed to score. So you, and you're not allowed out of your little bit. So if you're standing at one end, if you're a defensive player, there's a little line you can't move. So it's it's awful. It's absolutely awful. But it is quite popular um, in the Commonwealth. Captain, it's popular in the Commonwealth. So all the uh, British countries play it. Then everywhere we invaded, it's got a netball team. You have the Netball World Cup, which is just people we invaded. So you, you've got your Caribbeans, your Jamaicans are quite good. And then sort of Uganda. Um, and then across to Australia and New Zealand, that neck of the woods. Um 18 minutes in, Baz, we're having solid netball chat and we need to make some picks. Let's say, uh, we're we all piling on Copenhagen then. Team ride at five to four, live live team ride. If you're in the chat, if you're live, go to your account and unload the clip on Copenhagen uh, and we'll see what happens. We are just basically going to sit through half time, like. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, Google it, Captain. Google them um, netball highlights and see what you think. 45 1 and not realise you're that far ahead. Um, Right, okay. Let's talk about Bet365, Bet new sponsor. Excellent. Um, and the book that we often use, or well, we pretty much exclusively use uh, to give our lines out on this show. Um, the world's favourite sports book, trusted by over 88 million players. Um, prop sites, totals, live betting. Bet365 has got you covered. And if you like boosts, Bet365 is the place to be. Um, we've got a couple of offers here. Um, sign up today and choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 first bet safety net or bet $5 and get 150 in bonus bets. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. If you're a problem gambler, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, and where are we going next? That might be it, you know, for this bit. But I really, really, really should um, proofread these before I get in, get involved in it. I'll tell you what, I found it. Underdog Fantasy. Um, love these boys. Um, got a way to play alongside your favourite um, fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cashing. Um so when you sign up with the code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Great thing Underdog Fantasy would be to get involved with, um, for example, if you'd just recently been guillotined out of a league or if you'd lost in a in a separate league, a normal league to um, to, to someone uh, that you know quite well. That's all, that would be a good reason to get involved in Underdog Fantasy. Um, right, OK, Baz. Five games Saturday, five games Sunday. I feel like we need a winning weekend, Baz. It's been very, very middle of the road. But two lost last week, the two before I won, but even then it was like two or three units. Like this card, Baz, I did not enjoy at all. It's sort of broken up, isn't it? Three or four really short price favourites. Um three or four games that were proper coin tosses. Really, really didn't like get, getting involved. But I suppose that's kind of what we're doing here, Baz, because 
Like the, the, the short price favourites, you've then got to find your angle in. Is it that Asian handicap? Is it a goal ladder? Is it a team total? That kind of thing. And then what side are these coin tosses to come out on? So um, we'll start at Saturday lunchtime, uh, 12.30 kickoff, 7.30 Eastern time. Wolves take on Spurs. Wolves are 9 to 4, plus 2.25. The draw is 13 to 5, plus 2.60. And Tottenham are 15 to 13 plus 115. Straight away, Baz, this was a more questions than answers game. Uh, Wolves, we put Wolves in the fade mode um, with the injury to Pedro Neto um, because he was so, so, so important to them. And it looked like the right thing to do. Um, they lost 2 1 at Sheffield United uh, last week. So I still think they're heading in the right direction. They can defend quite well. I mean, they were robbed last week as well. They've been robbed the last two weeks. They could easily beat Newcastle. Um, and it got at least a point off Sheffield United. Had they not been sold off by the exact same decision twice, which is quite remarkable. Um, but I don't mind the manager. He's all right. They've got some good players. They can defend properly. And they're decent at home. So having said that, putting them into fame mode, you, you come against this Tottenham team, and after the other night, um, you don't know what to make of that. And also, they're going to be missing three of the four starting defenders from Monday night. The doggy suspended, Romero suspended, Van de Ven done his hammy. Um, he'll be out for ages. So, uh, and, and James Madison, he's 50-50, the website I use for injuries, with an ankle. Um, and Richarlison's out, he's having a... Um, operation on his pubic bone, whatever that is. So it's really, really hard to know what to expect from either of these teams, Barry. Like, um, Wolves have been really competitive in their home games. They drew 2-2 in Newcastle. They had a 1-1 with Villa. Um, they beat Manchester City. However, all with Pedro Neto. I mean, how much, so how much weight do you put in that? And how much weight do you put in the, the players Tottenham are missing? Both teams have scored in every single one of Wolves' games. 11 out of 11, both teams to score. Um, however, that is minus 200. That's one to two. Um, all the options are in play, Barry. All three options I would not be surprised at. Therefore, I'm going to take the biggest price of the three and go straight down the middle. I'm going to take the draw. Uh, 13 to 5 plus 260. One one of the week was in play, but this could easily be a 2-2 as well because Tottenham can't defend. Um so, yeah, that really, it was the biggest price pass. That's my only reason of how I can split these three. I, I quite like, I like loads of stuff, um, but it was really, really hard. I'm interested to see how you how you came down on this, Barry, if you did a better job than me. Not particularly. Um, same things. I mean, it's it's really hard to know what to make of, of Wolves. We, we talked last week about how big a loss Neto would be. Um, you know, because before that they'd beaten Man City, they got a good draw against Newcastle, good draw against Villa, um, and then they go and get beat off Sheffield United last week. Uh, I said I'd, I had a feeling things could unravel at some point for Spurs, and they well and truly unravelled on Monday. And as you say, it was a one-off game, but it's the knock-on effect of those injuries. As you say, it's a big uh, difference. Van der Ven will be a big miss. Um, and if you're bringing in Dyer as a replacement, it's a, it's a bit of a drop off for me. Um, I think I, I struggled to come down on, on any side of it. Um, so I started looking for trends in the goals markets. And same as you, I picked up the both teams to score Wolves, nine in a row, both teams to score. Uh, and seven of those nine also went over two and a half goals. And you can get the exact same trend with Spurs. Seven of their last nine have hit both teams to score and over 2.5 in the game. Um, so I didn't know where to go on the money line. So the goals route was where I went. And, and as you say, both teams to score is a bit short. One to two, um, minus 200. But if you put over 2.5 in both teams to score, and you're getting five to six, minus 120. Um, it's not a bad shout. As I say, the both teams to score is just a, a regular hit for both of these teams. Um, and I think we can get the over two and a half as well. So Wolves Spurs over two and a half and both teams to score at five to six minus one twenty. I know sometimes, Baz, I feel like I'm sitting here talking to you and we're trying to work out who's going to win the game. 
and then you kind of have to remind yourself that you're trying to just find a winning bet in that game. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Winning, like, you've got to pick it apart and find a winning bet. It, it is tricky. Um, okay, the three o'clocks, we start with Arsenal against Burnley. Um, this is 10 a.m. Eastern time. Arsenal are oh, five to one on minus 500. The draw's 11 to two plus 550. Burnley are 16 to one. Baz, what you got? Yeah, so this is a tricky one where you've got that big short price favourite. Um, it's obviously back-to-back defeats for Arsenal, including the loss to West Ham in the Cup. Um, it's the first time they've lost two in a row since May. But I think it is a nice game for them to bounce back here. They are winning as well tonight against Sevilla. Uh, Burnley here coming in on a five-game losing streak where they've conceded 14 and scored just two goals as well. So it's then, how do you find a way into Arsenal? Um they recently put five past Sheffield United, four past Bournemouth, um, two teams who are in and around the same area as Burnley. Um, and Burnley have had three three goal defeats in the last five games. So the handicap or the team goals is, is definitely an option here. Uh, but have Arsenal mentally recovered from, from such a massive injustice last week, Malcolm? Um, they're still moaning about it. Even after this week, even during... Like you go on Twitter now, Arsenal are playing Sevilla. Arsenal fans on Twitter will still be complaining about that yeah. Saturday night game. It's that Napoli incident straight away. Arsenal fans were like, "Whoa, look at this! It's a push in the box. It's a foul block." They're never going to get over it. Like, so will they? Will they recover? Who knows? Um, I do think Arsenal will win, uh, and I think they'll win well. But I'm, I'm going a different route rather than the handicap um, or the team totals. I'm going to go with Arsenal to win to nil. Uh, similar price as my okay. previous pick. It's six, it's minus one twenty. Arsenal have got three clean sheets in the last four home games, and Burnley haven't scored in three of their last four games. Everton, Brentford, Palace, all far worse teams than Arsenal have managed to keep a clean sheet against Burnley recently. Um, so yeah, Arsenal to win to nil, close enough to even money. It's five to six, minus one twenty. Uh, that's the pick for me. Michael uh, Arteta's mom wrote a letter to the FA Baz. Did you know that? complaining about the referee, apparently, which was nice of her. Well done, Mrs. A. Um, yeah, Arsenal, for me, there was a comparison game two weeks ago, Baz, and a comparison bet, and it was the Sheffield United game. They played Sheffield United at home two weeks ago. They beat them 5-0. Um, they're very much like duffing up bad teams at home. We've we've rode this trend a lot um, since we've been doing this silliness. Burnley had a terrible result at home against Palace last week. Um they, that was the sort of game where you needed them to show something. And they were just unable to. Um, the bet I took in that Sheffield United game was Arsenal to win both halves. It was even money. Um, this game, Barry, the same bet is 5-4, to four, plus 125. Arsenal to win both halves. So I don't know why I would need to change it. Like, work for us last time. Similar game, similar handicap. Um, I've got no issue with that at all. So, yeah, Arsenal to win both halves, 5-4, uh, to four, plus 125. Next up is Crystal Palace take on Everton. Palace are 7 to 5 plus 140. The draw is 23 to 10 plus 230. Everton are 2 to 1. Uh, Crystal Palace got a win last week. Um, that one at Burnley. It doesn't change much though for me. Um, they're probably Burnley and probably, in fact, I wouldn't even back at Sheffield United with them. They're the one team in the league, the minute they're the worst team in the league. And if you beat them, it changes not much at all. And that's Palace's MO. They're going to win every now and again, and they're going to sit between 11th and 14th. That's just what they're going to do. Um, they'll have a few defeats, and you'll think, oh, they're going to get sucked into it, and then they'll beat a couple of shit teams, and they'll be sitting in 12th again. Um, they're still missing some of their more exciting players, although they've got some of the big lads. It's really Ayu, Mateta, Edward, um, and Schlupp going up front. Everton are still sitting in 16th, um, even though they've won three of the last six. And got a draw against Brighton last time out. And there's a gap. There's a gap now. The bottom four have found suddenly there's a five-point gap from 17th up to 16th. Um, so Everton have just sort of clung onto the coattails of the group above, uh, which they'll be pleased about. And they've been playing really well. They've, they've won two of their last three away games, Barry, um, against Brentford and against West Ham. Um, that's decent away form. I think it's it's comparable to, the, uh, to this game. Um, in fact, I would say Brentford and West Ham probably a little bit better than Palace. Um, Everton defend well. It was a 1-0 win at Brentford last time. Um, Palace don't score many goals. I'm going to take Everton, Baz. 
Um, if we have to put up with Everton winning, we might as well make some money out of it. So I think Everton, uh, two to one, he has an excellent price, Barry. Yeah, I mean, Everton may find that five-point gap diminishes quite quickly because there's still talk that they might get a points deduction in some time soon, isn't there? Which uh, yeah. would throw a right spanner in the works. Um, I started off on the same sort of track as you, Malcolm, and then I found a reason not to. Um, no. I think Everton find themselves in slightly better form than Palace. Coming into it, they've lost just one of the last four in the league. Uh, and, and so my first instinct was, was that Two to one might not be a bad price here for Everton. But when you look at the Palace form line, um, they clearly do better against the teams around them. Uh, the defeats this season in the league have all come against top six sides. Newcastle, Spurs, Arsenal, Villa are the only teams to beat them in the league. Their only other defeat was in the EFL Cup where, where mid-table Man United beat them. Um, see what I did there? Yeah. Um, so I think Palace can avoid defeat. Uh, as they did against Fulham and Burnley and Forest. So looking at comparable games, uh, Man United, all the teams in and around them. <laughs> see, I don't see how doing it again there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think it'll be low scoring, but, but so do the books. Um, one of these might nick it by the odd goal, nick a 1-0 or something. But I always fancy Palace at home to keep it tight. Um and therefore, it always gives them a shout at a draw. So I, I don't, I don't fancy Palace to win. I think Everton, the price offers a little bit of value, but but it's just that thing. The only teams beating Palace are, are the bigger sides, um, and I think the draws, the 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 right pick for me. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. It's not the best pick on the card by any stretch, but um, yeah, the draw for me, twenty three to ten, uh, Everton v Palace, uh, Palace v Everton to draw twenty three to ten plus two thirty. Any thoughts on what the final score might be in that one, Barry? It could very well be the 1-1 one, one of the week, that one. Yeah, I know I haven't got a 1-1 one, one of the week. Uh, I mean, I can play the song for you if you want. I, look, I thought, considered Wolves Tottenham, and I considered this one. Um, well, I was yeah, told that you have a 1-1 one, one of the week. Uh, this That's your yeah, gig. Yeah. So, Just checking um, you were paying attention here. Yeah, that was a trick question. You're not allowed one. Um, Serial not... putting it up. Is, uh, it was his 1-1 one, one of the week, he reckons. Um and good bet, Mal says Mafia. That's uh, three words that are very, very rarely uttered. Um, okay, I'll tell you about game time first. Taking the stress up of buying tickets for whatever you want to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theatre. It's the right pain in the arse buying tickets, but game time is sorting all that out. Flash deals, last minute tickets. Um, you'll get the image of your seat view, all the good stuff. Um, and low price guarantees as well. The game time guarantee credits you 110% of the difference. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less. Um, so the thing to do here is download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, and Hall of Fame bets, helping us all win bigger by betting smart in this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. Um, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines, research, NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put your players into the parlay optimizer, all of fame bets, sort them out by, um, break it down by leg, expected probabilities, um, hit rates, value, all that sort of thing. So stop betting in the dark, join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays, download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hufbets.com. Use promo code SGPN. Get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Three o'clock kickoff. Um, it is mid-table Manchester United against Luton Town. Man United are Burlington Birdie, 130 on. Favourites, minus 333. The draw is four to one. Luton Town are eight to one. Uh, Barry, lead us off. Um, I really, really wanted to have a go on Luton here at eight to one. Um, maybe you've been brave enough to do so, but I just thought a bit in... bigger, Baz. Even the draw, but four four to one for the draw just tells you, man. If if this was even a month ago, that would have been six or seven to one, wouldn't it? You're looking at Burnley. Yeah. Burnley at 16 to 1 against Arsenal. 
We had it last week, Bournemouth were six teams, I think, in Man City. And Luton Town, arguably a worse team, are eight to one. Um, half the price literally at Man United. I mean, there's a so there's a story in that number, Buzz. Yeah. So I, I wanted I wanted to have a go on Luton. I honestly think Luton could get something because they're coming off a really positive performance against Liverpool. Um unlucky not to come away with a three point, but would have been really happy with, with what they got from that one. Um, they have managed to get on the score sheet in five of the last six games as well, which is a bonus for them. And what I said before, one goal against Man United could be enough. You know, if Fulham had gone and got one goal last week, they'd have probably won that 1-0. Um, and the same can be said for a couple of other games where Man U have went and nicked it. One goal has decided several games for Man United this year. Um, I mean, Because Man U, they're comfortably the lowest scorers in the top half. Um, they're actually the only team in the top half with a negative goal difference, Man United. I think they're sitting on minus four. Um, the only team that are there. The problem is Luton don't win games. <laughs> so back in Luton yeah. is difficult. Um, just one in the league all season. But only once in the last nine. They, so they lost their first two games by three goal margin. But only since then, in nine games, they've only lost... Um, by a single goal. I don't think they've lost by more than a single goal, or they have done once, it might be. My notes are terrible here. I've got it written down here, because I made the same. I think Villa beat them 3-1, didn't they? Is that right? Yeah, that, yeah, that was it, yeah. Yeah, so one one in the last nine, they've, they've lost by yeah. more than a single goal. Um, and Man United's six wins in the league this season have all been by a single goal margin. They've not won't beat anyone by more than a single goal. Um Old Trafford isn't the fortress it was last year. Last year, Old Trafford, we were back in Man United win to nil regularly. Um, this year, you, you wouldn't do that. Um, so I, I am taking Luton, but I'm taking them on the handicap. I'm, I'm taking them plus one and a half goals um, at 21 to 20, so plus 105. So I can still cheer on Luton. I can still pick up a winner when Man United inevitably fluke a late winner in the 90th minute and win 1-0 again. I'll still catch me winner. Um but the form, as I say, Luton on nobody's wiping the floor with Luton, um, and Man United certainly aren't wiping the floor with anyone. So the pick for me, Man United versus Luton, is Luton on the handicap plus one point five at twenty-one to twenty, plus one hundred five. Um, I've got that. I must have looked at that wrong because I've put Luton plus one, um, plus one and a half goals isn't big enough. Um, I'm looking at. at Bet three six five. We've got that up at nine to ten. Baz minus one eleven. Um, but yeah, so I had the the similar notes as you. I mean, they were great at Fulham. They eked out that win. They're making a right pig's ear of this game in Copenhagen tonight. They've only scored three times once this season, Baz, and that was the Forest game where they won three two. Um, Luton, as you said, they've lost by over one goal only once in the last nine and scored six in the last seven. Um, so I've taken I mean it was, it was dancing around this, the same options the same markets as you were and it's both teams to score Barry at 9 to 10 minus 111 Man United did keep a clean sheet last week against Fulham I'm not really sure how um, they've obviously failed miserably again tonight against Copenhagen and like you say Luton Luton are, are funky but I mean you look at it the, the two things I wrote down were Man you um like over two and a half for team total, could they get a three? Although they've not done it, but again, it's just that the prices are terrible. Um, I would, I like that handicap pick from you, Barry. That would have been the other one. And for some reason, when I looked at that, I thought I had that down at about four to six, and it's not. It's near even money. So yeah, not the handicap, but I'll stick with my initial play of both teams to score at nine to ten uh, minus one, one, one. The last game on Saturday is the tea time kickoff. Bournemouth take on Newcastle at 5.30, 12.30 Eastern time. Bournemouth 15 to 4 plus 3.75. The draw is 3 to 1. Newcastle are 4 to 6 minus 150. Bournemouth got humped last week against Man City. Um, I'm happy to overlook that. That really told us nothing. We knew that was going to happen. Um, and they did win before that at Burnley. Um, they did make a meal of that and Burnley are rubbish. So really... The last two games don't tell you much about Bournemouth. Um, I don't think we're any the wiser as to what Bournemouth are up to. Um, 
Newcastle came up short um, against Dortmund last night. Again, we haven't really talked about. Uh, slightly underwhelming, never got into it particularly. Um, that was fair enough. But I mean, I, just, I think for Newcastle to go and win last night, having won at Manchester United, then won against Arsenal, both with clean sheets in what was an absolute war on Saturday night, to go and win in Dortmund would just be a massive, massive stretch, like uh, a huge stretch. Um, we've mentioned before, basically, Newcastle do keep showing great resilience when you think they're not going to be able to do it. Uh, they do turn up and do it again. Um, and we can really serve it up to these bad teams. Um, Sheffield United, 8-0, for example. Time and again, Almiron and Gordon should be relatively fresh. Wilson only played half a game. We can... Um, be Bournemouth here comfortably. Newcastle on the handicap, minus one and a half. It's a great price, Barry. It's 13 to 8, plus 167. Similar route. I think um, I think this is a game Newcastle needed before the break. Um, Newcastle are desperate for the international break to come along just so nobody else gets injured because um, we are absolutely hemorrhaging players at the moment. Injuries dropping like flies. Um, so, But I think... I think it is a good game for Newcastle, um, a good good fixture at the right time, really, because we have had a, a tough week as it stands, as you say, two really, really big efforts. Uh, and the squad is very, very thin. Um, but I still think we can we can win this one, and, and as you say, comfortably. Um, possible Wilson might be injured. They said he took a knock, wasn't he, while he came off. It was uh, a slight, um, was it not, a hamstring, I think. High time string, you said. Caution, wasn't it, Rob, more than anything? But I think it's a game where they might not risk him, given the that Isak's still an unknown sort of injury in terms of when he'll return. I, I think Gordon might start up top again here. Um, and as you say, Gordon should be relatively fresh. Almiron should be fresh. Um, no Bruno Gamares suspended. Um, so that adds to the weekend squad. Um Livermento has been a big positive, though. He's come in and, and will surely start. He's looked really, really good. Uh, Bournemouth have lost five of the last six games. Only Burnley gave up the three points to Bournemouth. And they've conceded 19 goals in those last six games. City scored six. Arsenal scored four. Brighton and Everton both managed three. So I think there is an opportunity for Newcastle to bounce back here. Remember, those two Dortmund defeats are the only defeats Newcastle have had in the last 12 games as well. Um, so I think there's an opportunity for us to put on another solid attacking display. As you say, it's the type of game where we can go ahead and do that. I'm taking Newcastle to score three or more. We've done it five times already this season. And I'm getting two to one for us to do it here against one of the worst defences in the league. So Newcastle team total over 2.5 at two to one is, is my pick here. Plus 200. Fucking serial trying to needle me in the chats in the, uh, the good times have subsided after we PSG. We've been Man United and Arsenal this week. I mean, honestly, um, Arsenal, speaking of which, have gone 2-0 up. Bakaya Saka has got a second goal. Uh, Sunderland have conceded a 93rd-minute equaliser. Sunderland women have conceded a 93rd-minute equaliser to Durham women, Baz. Uh, so there we go. Local local interest, female football. Uh, Sasha well, Noonan. Another news, Malcolm, as well. I forgot to mention a um, bit of a bad night for uh, Pyramids FC tonight. They lost in the semi-final of the Egypt Cup to uh, Zamalek. Went to extra time and they lost on penalties. Uh, they had a red card in the 63rd minute uh, and another one in the 78th. So they were they were up against it, um, took them to penalties. Um, and yeah, Fatty, Sammy, both missed penalties, crucial ones for Pyramids. FC. Bad, uh, bad, bad week after the defeat to uh, Cleopatra Ceramica. They've now gone out in the semi-finals of the Cup to Zamalek as well. We do need to um, keep up to date with the Egyptian first division. That's going to be one of our things, Baz. But I think I'm going to take, I'm going to be more Cleopatra Ceramica man than a Pyramids FC man. Well, that, uh, there's yeah. a few, there's a few shops that I walked in where they tried to sell me a ceramic Cleopatra, like yeah, yeah. Try, you know, when they try and sell you all the little tat, all the little oh, ornaments okay. and that. And I thought I could, I should have came home with a ceramic Cleopatra. That would have been a nice little, little gift for you. Right, let's crack on to Sunday, Baz. We've got about 15 minutes to back through five games, so let's stop talking bollocks. Um, let's do it. One, two, three, four, four, two o'clock kickoffs here. Um, first of which is Aston Villa against Fulham. Uh, Fulham four to seven, minus 175. 
The draw 16 to 5 plus 320. Fulham 9 to 2 plus 450, Baz. Yeah, so you'll be pleased. I can rattle through this one very quickly. Uh, we said last week, got to start looking at Villa differently home and away. So surely this was one where we just have a bit of confidence in, confidence in them. They've won all five of their home games in the league. All of them by two or more goals. And all of them, they've scored three goals at least. Um, they've scored 20 goals in their five home games so far this season. Uh, so for me, this was one of the easier picks. I'm, I'm happy to take Villa on the handicap. Um, it wasn't a great result for them. It wasn't a great performance against Forest. Uh, but at home, Villa are a different team this season. You're getting six to four for them on the handicap to win by two or more. And I know Fulham are playing all right, but it really is just a, a follow the trend of Villa at Villa Park. Um, if anyone wants to take it slightly safer, you can take Villa on the Asian handicap minus one at even. So a Villa one goal victory would uh, would have you as a, a money back. But for me, the pick is Aston Villa minus 1.5 on the handicap over Fulham. Uh, so Villa to win by two or more at six to four plus 150. Um. Yeah, similar, Baz. I mean, Villa were disappointed last week against Forest. Um, but the home form's eye-catching, the things you pointed out. Um, so far this season, 3-1 v Luton, 4-1 v West Ham, 6-1 v Brighton, 3-1 v Palace. So, all of those fit into the bet you've just played. They also fit into mine as well, which is Villa to win with both teams to score, um, which is 16-5 plus 220. Um, Fulham didn't score last week against Man United, but did enough to. Um, they they got a 1-1 at Brighton, they scored at Manchester City, so I've got no real problem with Fuller, uh, with Fulham getting one. And like I say, it just fit, it fits in. That was one of the ones where you didn't have to dig too deep, because there's a pattern there, and I didn't really see anything to get me off that pattern. Um, so that price of plus 220 Villa, with both teams to score, Barry. Um, I'm over the moon with that one. 16-5, plus 220. Uh, okay. Next up is Brighton against Sheffield United. Brighton one to four minus four hundred. Draw is nine to two plus four fifty. Sheffield United are twelve to one. Uh, Brighton have fully regressed, Barry. Uh, we talked about them regressing, and we've watched them regress all the way back. They've now got no one in five. Um, in the last twice they failed to beat Everton or Fulham, uh, which for a team with top six, top five, top four. Pretensions they should be beaten. Um, Sheffield United got their first win in very fortunate circumstances uh, last week. Uh, but we have some stats, Baz. So we already know Brighton, both teams to score, is hitting 100% of their games. Yes, still going. Um, how many clean sheets have Brighton kept, Barry? You already know this. Correct. How many clean sheets have Sheffield United kept, Barry? None. Is the right answer. Both teams to score. Most weeks for Brighton, it's about one to three or something. This week, it's four to five, minus 120. I still don't know why that would change. Let's fucking get involved. It's bollocks. Dead easy. Both teams to score, Baz. Fill your boots. Yeah, I mean, it was a tricky one coming into this. As you say, Brighton on a five-game winless streak. Um, and yet still one to four to win the game. Um, so it was difficult to know how to approach it. The over three and a half goals trend has ended now. The last three have all been under three and a half and the last two have both been under 2.5, two one one draws, wasn't it, versus Everton and Fulham. Um, the trend for Sheffield United, though, is just defeats, um, or it was until they beat Wolves last week. Six in a row before that, they lost. they've lost all five of their away fixtures in the league and have conceded 50, 14 goals in those five games. Um but I did find it hard to, to come down. I think Brighton handicap's too big. You need Brighton to win by three goals to get into plus money. Team totals, you don't even get plus money for Brighton to score three here. So I'm, I've went with goals, but not necessarily Brighton. I've gone with first half goals. Okay. Um, two, or, two or more first half goals at evens. Um, it wouldn't have hit in the last couple for Brighton, but I think it was. I think this could be a bounce back spot for them. And it was hitting often enough earlier in the season, the first half goals in Brighton games. It doesn't even need to be all Brighton. Um, as you say, they've still not kept a clean sheet, so Sheffield United can, can contribute early as well. But the pick for me, over 1.5 first half goals at evens for me, plus 100. Uh, two o'clock, Liverpool take on Brentford. Liverpool 2-5, to five, minus 250. The draw is 4-1. to one. And Look at that price, but Liverpool-Brentford 4-1. to one. To draw Man United, Luton four to one to draw. 
It's a massive, like, it's just wrong. Uh, Brentford are 6-1 to one outside his ear. Baz, what have you got? It's another one where I really wanted, very similar to that Luton game, I wanted to take Brentford. I, I really did. They're a yeah, big price. I agree. Three my, that was my first thing to think, Barry, as well, was to, to try and factor Brentford in. I mean, they're on a three-game winning streak. And then you've got Liverpool, who looked pretty uninspiring last week against Luton. But it's the Liverpool home form. It's it's just it's too hard to oppose at the moment. They've won all eight games in all competitions this season, all home games, eight of them. They've won all of them by two or more as well. And they've scored three or more goals in six of those eight games. Um, so, despite the fact Brentford are in good form, and I really wanted to come up with a reason to back them, um, I bottled it. Because Brentford haven't been in great form away from home either. They, they've lost um, to Man United and Newcastle re- recently. And it's Liverpool's home form being so good. Uh, I think Liverpool will continue to win here. And I think the handicap, having, having hit in every single home game for them this season, will probably hit again. Liverpool minus 1.5 on the handicap at evens is my pick. Oh, you've got Liverpool on the handicap. Um, yeah. You're going to tell me you've got Brentford now, aren't you? Yeah, I am, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the same thing as you. Liverpool dropped two points last week at Luton, but still had an XG of over three goals. Um, my mate Darwin Nunes missed an absolute sitter again, didn't he? Um, and they have won all five of their home games by that margin you're backing them, Baz, by over one and a half. But Brentford in good form. Um, since I tipped them up to get relegated... <laughs> They've won three in a row and scored eight times. So there you go. Thanks. You're very welcome. Um, their away form isn't bad at all. Um, so I'm going to say Brentford to book that trend and keep it close here. Yeah, that was a really good 2 0 when they had at Chelsea. And they, can, they defended very, very well that day. Defended properly. They're always dangerous on the break. Um, so Liverpool might just win, but I think Brentford can keep it within two. Uh, so Brentford plus one and a half. Uh, serial um, co signs that one. That is four to five, Barry, minus one twenty-five. Um, the penultimate two o'clock game is West Ham against Nottingham Forest. West Ham eleven to thirteen, minus one one seven. The draw thirteen to five, plus two sixty. And Forest are three to one. Um, West Ham have lost three on the bounce now, and the kind of same problems of servicing that they kind of always have. Um, they're just not that consistent. And there is a, for me, there's a disconnect between West Ham having some good players, uh, Kudus, um, uh, Pacquiao, Bowen, and stuff like that. And David Moyes, they never, they've never really been happy with him, even when they're happy with him. Um, even now they've said, "All right, we're not going to sack him, but we're not going to renew his contract." And because Mo- Moyes' instinct is to not take the handbrake off the good players. So there's always this battle, I think, between the good players wanting to go and perform and him being a bit of an old, miserable get. Um, West Ham have only won two of their five games at home. Forest were in very poor form, but bounced back last week against Villa. I think that's a game. What are you going to get out of Forest? Win one, lose one, draw one. They sort of bullied Villa out of the game last week. Um, they, were, they were decent. The one he came back, that was the big thing. They had a, they had a striker, they had a focal point. Um, Forest don't lose many. This was really, really tight. Um, I don't want West Ham at odds on, certainly between these two prices. I would have this as a as a match, really. Six to four each or two. Um, so I don't want West Ham. Forest was really tempting at three to one, Barry. I was really tempted by Nottingham Forest. I can see this going 2-1 either way. So I've chickened out the Forest and I've taken the over two and a half goals at four to five, minus 125. That would have hit an eight of ten. Um, eight of the last ten West Ham games have hit over two and a half. So someone's going to win this two one, Baz. Um, I think it's Forest, but I bottled it. I'll just take the over two and a half goals, please. I've done exactly the same thing. First line, very tempted by Forest as an underdog pick. Uh, a really strong performance from the last week against Villa, and then West Ham, as you say, we've lost three in a row in the league now. Brentford, Everton, and Villa, and just one win in six in all competitions for West Ham. Um, but I, I, the thing Rainer Mayhem was just not getting too carried away with Forest after just one good performance. Because before that, they had gone six without a win. Uh, they weren't playing very well at all. Um, they've also lost four of their six away from home and won just one away from home this season, Forest. Um, 
West Ham will be coming into it off the back of the Thursday night game, which, which you know sometimes you factor that in and expect a bit of a downturn on a Sunday game. But um, I've done exactly the same. I, I, I like the price on Forest, but then went to the goals. I, I've got down six of the last seven have gone over two and a half goals for West Ham, uh, and four of those seven went over three and a half. They haven't got any clean sheets in, in any of those seven. And as you've mentioned, one year's back, which is a bit of a boost for their attack. Um, so that that was all the reasons that fed into me going with the same pick over two point five goals between West Ham and Forest at four to five. Okay, team ride, Barry. Finally, uh, the game of the week, possibly or nominally, I would say, um, four thirty kickoff, eleven thirty Eastern time. Chelsea take on Manchester City, fifteen to four plus three seventy five for Chelsea. The draws thirteen to five plus two sixty. Manchester City are three to four. Minus 133, Baz. Yeah, so I mean, it was a much-needed win for Chelsea on, on Monday. Morale boost for them. But it definitely felt more like a game that Spurs lost rather than Chelsea won. Um, and by that, I just mean Spurs looked to be in control early on until the red cards came. And even then, it took a long time for Chelsea to eventually break Spurs down. Um, so they will take some confidence from that. But I personally, I thought they made hard work of it given the circumstances. Um, Man City now appear to hit the stride. Um, you know, after dropping points against Wolves and Arsenal, going out of the cup to Newcastle, um, they've now won five in a row in all competitions. Scored eleven in the most uh, in the three most recent Premier League wins. I like City here. I'd have them as a pick in, in any accumulators, three to four uh, on the money line. It's a bit short for a, a pick for me, but I would put them in an accumulator without a doubt. Um, I'm going to go for City goals, yeah. Um, three or more. Five to two. Big price. Uh, they've scored three or more in each of their last four games now. And they've done it in all four of their Champions League games. Um, they've went away from home to West Ham and Man United and scored three against those. So being on the road doesn't particularly bother me. I just think it's a good price. And I'd expect to get a good run for my money. And City can score two against almost everybody. Uh, and then... We've got a shot of that th- third coming in for the five to two. So the pick for me, Chelsea being Man City, is City to score three or more at five to two, um, and I'm going to have a little bit on four or more at seven to one as well. A little bit. Uh, Sunderland women lost on penalties, but haven't conceded that ninety-third minute goal. That's funny. Um, well, Barry, we finished the show here with two exact same picks for the exact same reasons. Um, Chelsea won at Spurs. But drawing conclusions from that game is absolutely impossible. It was it was preposterous. Um, they lost 2-0 to Brentford before that. They've had a 2-2 home draw with Arsenal. So they are conceding goals. And they, could he, they could have conceded two goals in that first 12 minutes. They did concede one. And like you said at the top, um, Tottenham scored a really, really good second goal, which wasn't given. But City are back, scoring tons of goals. Uh, three at Man United two weeks ago. I think it's a decent comparison game. Um, so I'll just take the same goals again. The match team total over three and a half was two to one, Baz, because I do think Chelsea can get one. Um, but the <laughs> Manchester City team total over two and a half was five to two. Uh, so I was happy to take the extra half a point and just trust City to do it by themselves. Um, so I'm absolutely, uh, absolutely co-signed with that, uh, co-signed that with you. Man City team total over two and a half, five to two plus two fifty. Um, Serials brought up the Cole Palmer revenge game. It's not a thing. They're not things. You American people, stop it. Um, VAR's checking something in Copenhagen, Baz. Is that you, what you're squinting at? No, no, I'm laughing at you. Oh, okay. You were squinting at something before. Uh, uh, I, can, I can see what it is. They're checking as well. It's bloody penalty to Man United, isn't it? I don't think it's been given, though, has it? Yeah, it's been scored. Oh, bastards. Oh, uh, Harry Kane's just scored for Munich as well. Uh, ten minutes left, Munich one. Galatasaray nil. Right, okay, Barry, get into your fancy stuff. Then what have you got? Um, Reed, where are our bonus picks? Um, just marking me timestamps down so I can put the chapters on the old YouTube. Uh, right, bonus picks for me. I've gone with scorer, and I think I've took them before and failed. But let's go, uh, Anthony Gordon. Again, scored last week. Uh, I think Wilson might miss out this week. He might not risk him. Gordon could therefore be up front. Uh, and I think we could score a few goals this weekend. So Anthony Gordon, 2-1 to one for an anytime scorer. And 6-1 to one first goal. 
nice price. So I'll have that. Underdog's got to be Forrest to beat West Ham. So I wasn't bold enough to take him as my main pick. But if I'm looking for an underdog this week, Forrest would be it. Um, Forrest, where what price, Malcolm? Just over three, um, they're out. It's plus 320 bars. That price has moved since yeah. we both said we liked them. <laughs> I don't know how that's happened. Uh, and then the treble for me. Try again. Team total treble. Spurs, Newcastle, Man City. Over 1.5 goals, 9-2. So that's Spurs, Newcastle, Man City. All to score two or more at 9-2. And I'm going to try and get up the ladder again. All to score three or more, 40 to one. Spurs, Newcastle, Man City, all to score three or more goals at 40 to one. Okay, nice pass. Did you what did you put did you give us a dog? Yeah, Forrest to beat West Ham. He's now disappeared. He's cut himself off in anger at my underdog pick. Yes, Malcolm. My underdog was uh Forrest to beat West Ham. Uh, okay. Um so my anytime goal scorer Baz, I looked at it was a bit boring. I looked at the game that I think's likely to have most of it is shellacking, and that's the Arsenal game. Um and then went down the list. Inketia was too short, Saka was too short. But I thought Martinelli was all right. Martinelli's a good price. He plays up front. And there's goals for all three of them this weekend. So Martinelli is 13 to 2, uh, first and last, 13 to 8, plus 162 for an anytime goal. Um my underdog play, I've got three bars. Um, so I'm going to combine them in my parlay. A little round robin is what we'll do. Um, because I like Everton at two to one. I like Forest at three to one. Uh, and I like Wolves at nine to four. I think they're live as well. Um, so I've just stuck them in a little round robin bars is what we'll do. Um, but for the treble, the treble pay is 40 to one. Um, so Everton, Forest and Wolves and the treble is 40 to one. And yeah, stick the round robin on, get them all involved, and um, because any two winners um, will see us uh, see us in the win column. So I'm happy with that. Um, Captain Insino has just said the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone say, which is that Manchester United's luck will run out. Captain, 48 years, it won't run out. There's more, there's endless supplies of it. I don't know where they keep it. I don't know where they got it. I don't know how they've got it. It will not run out. Do not worry about that. Um, so there you go. Um, I think we're done, Baz. Anything else to tell the people? No, I'm going to go lie down and feel sorry for myself for a bit uh, and hopefully come back feeling revitalised. Um, Sunday we'll be back with... Yeah. Oh, it's international shite, isn't it? Oh, no, I was going to say that. That was in the introduction. It's another fucking international break. Is this the third one now? Oh, sick of it, sick of it. What do we got Tuesday? There's yeah, there's some shit FA Cup games. Um, <laughs> look, we're scraping the barrel Sunday. I hope everyone's looking forward to that. We've got Israel v Switzerland on uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, we're going to be struggling. Uh, uh, we'll come up with something on Sunday, though, Malcolm. We will have something. Um, and then, Malcolm, we're only just over eight days away now from Mystery Tour. Um, we're off on travel. Days, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, off on I was going to ask you what, what sort of currency do I need, Baz? Am I on the euros or what? Or do you uh, do that? I can't, I can't, uh, you, you'd send your money to me and we'll put it all oh. in the kit. You can send your money. Well, we'll sort a kitty out before we go away. Um, you can change your money over there as well, it won't be an issue. Um, but I've got a, I've got a bank card that gets us a good exchange rate, so don't worry about money. I can't give oh, you currency. Yeah. That that might give clues away. Well, yeah, that's right. I didn't understand. I don't understand how it works. So I'm yeah, just find out. We'll, we'll, we'll find, find out it. first tonight anyway, and then you can decide what you want to do about currency. But it, it's it won't be a problem. Um, Harry Kane's just scored again. Um, so I'm going to title Sunday night stream "Shit FA Cup Replays." Is what we're going to do. Um, I am going to watch the last 15 minutes of this Man United game, then I'm going to lie in the bath and feel sorry for myself as well. And that's what we'll do. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, good luck with all your bets. If you join us in the chat, um, get involved. Get on get on that bet 365, Malarkey. Um, go back and listen to the Adries, all sorts of good stuff. And I think for you, Malcolm. Sorry? And also, we haven't mentioned for a while, don't forget to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. The YouTube numbers are ticking up. But we've got to keep going. And um, Spotify, we're up to about... 80-odd five-star reviews now on Spotify. Right. Let's have a big push for 100. If you're listening on Spotify, it takes you two seconds. 
let's try and get us to 100 reviews on uh, Spotify. And uh, keep the Apple ones coming as well. Some nice words always go down well. We've had a lot of our Aussie listeners doing that lately. So, yeah, if you can, do. It's appreciated. Cheers. Yeah. Right. Cheers, Baz. Thank you, everybody else. Good luck with all your bets this weekend. Let's get some winners. Um, back Sunday night, and we will see you down the road. Cheers.